to the Sustainability Sust podcast. Today we have Dr. Sebastian Gerdeker, who is a lecturer here at the University of Otago. He specialises in the fields of climate finance, sustainable investing and theoretical asset pricing, just to name a few. Dr. Sebastian is also a member of the Climate and Energy Finance Group, which researches in the areas of climate finance, sustainable investing, energy markets and carbon markets. Next semester, he is also undertaking a new paper here at Otago, Think 399, which is sustainable investing, which is really cool. Okay, so welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No worries at all. So I guess the first and most obvious question for those who don't know much about investing or finance in general, what exactly is sustainable investing and how is it different to regular investing? Okay. Um, It's a big question, right? But um, I guess it's sustainable investing the way I use it for the course it's kind of a nice general umbrella term so that you have all the different sort of approaches around incorporating either sustainability or climate risk or social outcomes in your investment strategy. All the different ways of doing that have different names, but over top of that, you can have sustainable investing. So that's kind of um, where it's at. So some uh, companies or you know people in the media, et cetera, would call What I'm teaching, maybe ESG investing, you may have heard, ESG standing for environmental, social and governance. And essentially the whole idea is to either take into account the risk and opportunities that, um, for example, climate change or other sustainability issues uh, bring forward, or, um, you know, to actually invest in a way that you can positively influence society and the environment, right? So there's kind of a a spectrum of, call it sustainable or responsible or ESG investing, where on one hand, you have the very simple approaches that now some of our KiwiSaver funds have to, or will soon have to follow, which is, you know, you're not allowed to invest in coal, right? So a fund could say, we do not invest in any fossil fuels. And so all they do is avoid those companies in their portfolio, right? They choose not to stick money in those shares. And then it goes all the way, you know, through like a themed fund that might be like a water fund. So they invest in things that improve either water quality or accessibility, those types of things, um, which is quite uh, topical in New Zealand, I guess. And then, uh, you know, all the way to impact investing, where now you have financial returns and environmental or societal impacts alongside each other, both of them being sort of of similar importance and then you can go you know a little bit further on the spectrum and you have philanthropy just you know straight charity you don't care at all about financial returns you're investing your money to make good things happen right now from the lower end the negative screens i would call that sort of value-based investing so you care about getting value back from your investments, but you know there's climate regulations coming, so you don't want to invest in fossil fuels, that type of idea, right? So actually from an investment perspective, purely trying to make money, it actually makes more sense to divest from fossil fuels. And then on the other end, you have values driven, right? Where it's, well, I want to do good, or our organization wants to do good and not have negative impacts, we want to have positive impacts, right? So you kind of can go along 
the spectrum in terms of different methodologies. And at one end, you have value-driven, and the other end, you have values-driven. And sustainable investing, to me, kind of yeah, umbrellas that whole spectrum, right? So it's just a nice, easy term to refer to any of those approaches for the layman. Cool. So on that spectrum of approaches, is there one particular approach that you think is most impactful, you know, like Mm. investing in companies which are doing good versus actually caring about profits and things like that? Yeah, I mean, I think I've got some uh, research students working on impact investing, right? And so that's quite close. You know, you're getting closer and closer to that philanthropy side of the spectrum. And impact investing puts financial returns and impact like right next to each other, right? So you care about both, you know, hopefully equally. I'm guessing the financial for some people still pulls a bit. And for some organizations, they might be starting an impact fund purely for financial reasons because there's demand, right? Um, But I think all of the approaches play their role. And I think, you know, for some entities like very large funds that are managed by BlackRock, for example, for them to move from doing nothing to moving all the way to impact investing would be way too huge a shift to just sort of take on, right? And their clients wouldn't want that, uh, would probably have all sorts of adverse effects on our economy, et cetera, right? So I guess the way, you know, if I had a, what would happen in the future, perfect sort of approach, is that those doing nothing move to negative screens, which is happening all around the world. Then those doing negative screens move further, right? Actually start um, investing thematically or being more active around measuring the impact of those investments, thinking about things like additionality, you know, am I just provide, you know, am I just buying a stock or is me buying or investing in this thing actually changing something? Right? Does it actually give capital to a project, for example? Um, and then we're seeing, you know, more and more funds flow from traditional investment funds to your ESG funds, right? And that's some of them are just negative screens, some are themed, um, and some are impact funds. Yeah. So for me, the I guess the the goal is that we end up at impact investing is the only thing that exists in the world, right? Will we get there? I don't know, but hopefully we get enough of the way there to address some of our issues. Right, so moving along. If everyone moves along a little bit along the spectrum, we'll get somewhere at least. (laughs) So just to jump in here, there's Mm. obviously probably sometimes a bit of a conception that maybe you're taking a pay cut by choosing a more ethical investment option do you kind of see this rapid growth and obviously prior to covid you know economies were were booming as evidence that sustainable investing is just as profitable and i guess not even just as profitable at a kind of a personal level but on a wider um kind of like more sustainable future that will enable profits to be generated for everyone going forward Mm. kind of mindset i mean the short answer is yes but I can tell you more, right? So the um, <laughs> sorry, these are all loaded questions. No, it's kind of perfect. We're trying to cut through it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. So, you know, I used to maybe three three years ago when I um, when I was going to conferences or meetings or running our conference um, on these topics, right? I would talk to you know fund managers, CEOs, bankers, quite high up people, right? And there used to be sort of a debate, you know, it's like, well, 
okay, like we should invest more sustainable, we should account for at least climate change risks, right? The sort of bare minimum stuff, but then we're gonna give up returns, right? That used to be a belief that I'd say, well, I don't think so. Especially, you know, you gotta look forward. Don't just look at historical performance in the past, but look forward, what's coming? More regulation, right? Just from a pure financial perspective, you're not gonna be able to do business the way you're doing it now. Um, you know, fossil fuel companies are on their way out in a lot of countries. So why would you invest in them, right? But they didn't quite agree back then, right? Now, I don't have to have those conversations anymore. Now the conversation is like, yes, we want to do this. You know, at least they're saying it. Um, how? How do we do this? Right? There is no standardized textbook. There's a few approaches that have gotten popular, but there's no, this is the one solid way, like in other parts of your um, investment practices, right? And so that, that conversation has shifted and, you know, the academic evidence backs that up. Now the practitioner reports back that up. ESG funds are outperforming left, right and centre and globally, not just in developing countries where, you know, climate regulations are really strong or getting stronger compared to emerging markets. Even their ESG funds outperform. That's so encouraging to hear. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's good news, right? I mean... So the, the the sentiment of the financial industry globally is we need to do this. We need to transform the financial system. Right? Well, this is the sentiment I see in the numbers and from the people I talk to. The question is more how, and there's issues all around that. And then there's, of course, there's people that take advantage of momentum and say, yeah, we're the green fund X, Y. Yeah. And then they're, you know, invested like crazy in Exxon or something, right? So... There is, you know, issues around greenwashing and all of that, but the trend is definitely there. And the academic literature, even looking at historical data, shows that these funds, you know, that incorporating sustainability or ESG factors at, you know, there's a 2014 study that studied 2,000 academic articles on this topic. So it's actually a fairly developed field, right? And they showed that 90... 2% of the studies showed either outperformance or you know no underperformance, the same performance wow. if you incorporate ESG factors. And there was a few studies that showed the opposite, right? Um, since then, there's been troves of academic articles coming out essentially showing that either you outperform or you perform similarly to traditional funds. And even the industry reports, like I was reading a Morningstar report on global funds, oh no, sorry, on US funds uh, yesterday, and they you know, showed that those US funds that incorporate ESG outperformed. They didn't perform the same, they outperformed. And part of that is that, you know, the sort of projection of the future that we see a world that's moving towards sustainability, and so that's where the money's going, right? And the other thing is actually they're less risky. Like these investments have done better through the 2008 financial crisis. There's a study on that. They've done better through COVID, right? If you were in an ESG fund through COVID, you would have done a lot better than in a traditional fund because these companies, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like a, sometimes I think ESG factors, if a company cares about that and works hard on that, they're going to do well in other things. 
right? They're more forward thinking. They're more progressive. And that's my own take. So I think they end up being more resilient. You know, they're willing to change. For sure. Yeah. And I think that's really, yeah, as Charlotte said, really encouraging. And also interesting, if you, as you say, that they're, you know, outperforming or performing at an equal level. And that's financially, Mm. um, let alone all the, you know, positive externalities that come from that. So when you kind of uh, sum it all up, it's, it's probably, you know, you're massively like having a massive impact and, and such a positive benefit for the world and obviously Almost also can do really well question. financially out of it too. So that is, and it's, yeah, it's so good to have all that kind of literature now starting to reinforce these ideas and mm-hmm. I guess that positive feedback loop of driving towards more sustainable investing is going to hopefully take off. Yeah, yeah, I mean, when academics see a trend in the world and <laughs> then the journals start getting on it and you see, you know, a few academics end up publishing in a top journal, all of a sudden there's hundreds studying this stuff, right? So you've seen, you know, a few years ago, only a few, especially in finance, I mean, there's very few people who were studying this stuff, right? There's a small select group, um, one of them being my mentor, mentor uh, professor, well, associate professor Ivan Diaz-Rainey, who's our director of the Climate Energy Finance Group. But now that it's, you know, sort of becoming a mainstream thing in industry, it's also becoming mainstream in the journals. You could not publish on this stuff in a top journal, you know, five years ago. Now the top journals all have special issues in these things, right? Like we want climate change finance papers and everything. So all the top universities, everyone is, well, a lot of people are starting to do research in this field. I see it in our department, people that, you know, it's just classical asset pricing. So looking at, you know, does this or that affect stock returns? now incorporating these factors and trying to get into the journals that way, right? So yeah, it is really a, a shift in the industry and in academia. Yeah, That's crazy. That's happened in literally five years. Like oh, grand yeah. scheme of things, it's not a very long time at all. No. Um, so why do you think it's important, I guess, for us students as graduates to know this? And I guess this links back to the new Think paper that's coming out. Mm. Um, and do you think these will be skills that can almost differentiate our graduates for the workforce? 100%. Yeah. Right. So, you know, bringing out a new course is a lot of work, um, especially in an area where there is no textbook. But there are some, but they're just kind of, they talk a lot about ideas and there's no, this is how you do it, right? We said that earlier. Um, so it's a lot of work, but when I looked at it, you know, there's, there's sort of two two values that get hit for me. And um, one of them is that, yes, our students will get these skills, these ESG skills that are being sought after by all the finance industry. Everyone's creating ESG teams or head of sustainable this or that. All of the major banks have it. You know, you were telling me about PwC just hired, what'd you say, seven partners and four of them were ESG or? 12 partners and seven uh, in climate and Climate change and sustainability assurance. Right. So, you know, that's PwC. That's one of our biggest firms, right? And they're going all in on this as well. So no other university in New Zealand is offering sustainable investment or sustainable finance courses. There's a few modules around and sort of master's level, but no one's doing this at undergraduate, right? And so it will be a differentiating factor for students that want to get jobs. I mean, 
that the there was a pensions and investments article that talked about, you know, in the US, but it's similar in New Zealand, that ESG teams in the last two years have grown by 230%, which is tripled, right? Um, you know, I, everyone I talk to is hiring ESG people, right? Um, again, there's that issue of are they hiring a classical financial analyst who's just done an online course on sustainability or are they hiring someone with real sustainability skills, right? So I guess with this course, I'm hoping to impart some of that knowledge on our students, right? And then hopefully later they'll come back and teach me things, right? Um, and then the other, the other thing that's really um, exciting for me or the reason that I, I wanted to do this course is because I get to talk to the future bankers and investment managers and everyone right before they finish uni, right? Semester two, third year. So one of the last courses they'll ever do. And I'm going to bang on at them about climate change and sustainability and equality and all these topics and teach them how to incorporate that in investment decision making, right? So it's kind of like, oh, I get to maybe influence the future of the banking and finance industry, right, in New Zealand, which is already shifting anyway. Right, so there's a win-win, right? Yeah. Oh. Totally. And I think seeing, you know, we were talking about someone who did their master's project on kind of a sustainable um, transition and the financial mechanisms behind that. Mm. That's probably something you weren't seeing um, as, you know, areas of study or interest a couple of years ago. So mm. definitely, um, yeah, a really positive momentum shift, I would say. Agreed. Um, I guess to wrap it up, just conscious of time, but for students and I guess just anyone who's looking at investing, how do you go about finding out whether a company is actually sustainable mm. and not just greenwashing or, you know? And what are the best ways for students to, you know, take invest. these lessons and invest sustainably? And yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, it's a question I get a lot, right? Because I actually, I end up giving workshops at festivals and all sorts of things, trying to talk to people about this stuff, right? And um, we'll start with what what can we practically do right now, right? All of us in this room could do this. Um, well, I guess I've already done it, but, you know, we all have KiwiSaver, for example, right? And as, you know, my KiwiSaver is not big, yours, guys, you're not working, it's probably tiny, but as a collective, it's a massive chunk of money. I think it's something like, $50 billion now. And so what we can do, um, everyone listening, our students, whoever, we can shift our KiwiSaver money to a more sustainable fund. And there's a really easy way to do that. There's this website called Mindful Money. Right? Um, you Google that, it'll come up. And they're essentially an independent entity that rates investment funds in New Zealand based on ESG principles. Now, do they have the perfect methodology? Will they go deep enough? Will they pick up on all the greenwashing? Probably not, but it's a lot better than doing nothing, right? So one of the things we can do is we can look at that website and it actually has a wee questionnaire that asks you, you know, about your values. So you can then find the funds, KiwiSaver funds, that align best with your values and then go and choose and invest in that. Um, a couple that I really like um, particularly simplicity 
because it's a charity, it's a not-for-profit, it's a social enterprise by Sam Stubbs. And what they're trying to do is great, like really good. And it's like sustainability and a lot on equality, right? Like they don't pay themselves a bunch of money. They don't take fees and all the money they make, they donate to charity or use to, um, I think they've, they've just started giving out mortgages at lower rates to their KiwiSaver members, right? So it's this beautiful movement. And then the other one is Pathfinder. And that's just one of the most sort of ambitious KiwiSaver funds when it comes to impact and sustainability. So I really like those. Um, yeah, I think that was part of the question. The other part was around... Um, Right, knowing whether they're actually good or not. Thank you. That's right. And that's really hard. Right? So this is a massive issue. And it's even harder when you look at a fund that says they're a green fund. Because now, not only do you have to look at what they're doing, you have to look at what all the companies they're buying are doing. Right. So for a company, you could look at their, do they have a sustainability strategy? It's a report. Usually the summary is pretty easy to read. And then do you agree with what they're saying? And do you think they're actually doing that? Right. So you can go quite deep. Or for funds, for example, you can just go to Mindful Money, right? And they'll do most of that work for you. But again, know that they're not perfect at what they do because this is a whole developing method, right? And if you really want to get into it, then you've got to take my course, right? Amazing. Thank you. Those both sound like good options and things that people can actually do now. Um, and yeah, everything you've said is actually really encouraging. It's not, you know, doomsday. So it's good to hear that the world, especially the finance world, is moving into a positive direction. Yeah, and I think it's also nice to know that uh, yeah, finance might not be a kind of discipline we traditionally associate with sustainability and, yeah, um, as having a big interest or a lot to do with it, but uh, everything's really interconnected and and if we're getting this movement at all different, in all different diff disciplines and kind of um, different areas and, and parts of the it's global less. system then yeah it's it's really positive and also i guess showing that there are good ways for students to get involved um across the board you don't so, have yeah. to be the wolf of wall street to make money no exactly <laughs> yeah. and it's all on you young guys oh, no <laughs> cheers pressure. millennials are now the biggest demographic in the world oh so wow. that you know and i believe millennials think care more about sustainability on average so that trend that I'm already talking about that for some people is just a financial thing and a risk and opportunity thing. For a lot of people, it's a value thing, values thing, right? You're, what, is you, what do you desire? What do you want to do? And that's only going to increase as more and more young people that have learned about climate change since, you know, first year in primary school. My daughter's learning about it. I tell her about it as well, of course. But so that shift's only going to get stronger. Yeah. And so I just want to tell you guys, when you go to your corporate jobs, which you've told me about, and congrats, <laughs> um, you know, bring your values. They're not going to get dismissed like they would have 10 years ago. They might actually help you climb that ladder too. Good. That's good to For hear. For sure. Yeah, I think that's really powerful and something that... Hopeful. Yeah. <laughs> you can definitely hold dear and know that your values aren't going to... Be washed down the drain. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And as you say, they can be be of benefit so yeah thanks really yeah, very much for your you time so and much. it's been very insightful and if any of this sounds interesting to you make sure you check out think 399 sustainable investing that's happening semester two 2021 cool so thank you so much thanks guys thank you awesome